2: Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mopin' Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Neyman. Ah!
3: Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun.
4: Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, or on our website, FiringLionRadio.com, where you can get our podcasts. You know, I wanted to spend a l- couple of minutes right off the bat here letting you know what's going to be happening in the near future um, for you. Well, opportunity for you, let's put it that way. Uh, so many of my sponsors have come on. They've given us a lot of product to give away for the month of April. I think that's to make up for tax time. But we're going to have product giveaways. you find them on our Facebook page. McMillan Stocks. Uh, Kelly McMillan has given us one of his brand new polymer stocks. We're going to have that coming up here. Vortex. Strikefire 2. AR, you can find out more about that in just a few minutes. HexMag, we got a brand new box of HexMag goodies. And Maglite, Maglite, a new company that has donated some product to give out for you. Uh, Maglite used to be the big D cell aluminum Police officer style uh, flashlight. Well, they've come around with some new tactical models, which I think are really good, especially their rechargeable one. They have a rechargeable 530 lumen light, small enough to go into your hand, um, crown bezel. Anyway, they're great products. You're going to find out on our Facebook page how to get a discount code for that. In addition to what we're giving out, so I just wanted to reach out to you folks to let you know right now the best way to stay informed on that is to follow us on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. Lots of stuff to give away, but on top of that, I want to bring in, bring on another great sponsor, actually the the great sponsor, Mark Boardman. Mark Boardman from Vortex Optics. Mark, how are you doing today?
5: Hey, thank you, Philip. How's it going this morning?
4: It's going great. Hey, you know, Mark is working out there in the middle Middle America for you at Vortex Optics, and one of the things that they've done is they've donated some product to our show so we can give it away. And just try and put as much as we can into people's hands out there. One of the things that we're doing is we're going to give away the Strike Fire 2. Strike Fire 2 is an awesome AR-15 optic. Mark, tell them a little bit about that.
5: So, yeah, the Strike Fire 2, man, that been, has been in the lineup for um, a few years now. Awesome optic. Um, pretty dang bulletproof. It, it's a red dot sight, so um, it's a 1X, you know, essentially uh, zero magnification very quick target acquisition um, for MOA dot. So I mean, you know, if you're looking for an optic, um, CQB you know, is or, perfect. Exactly. I know we definitely have um, some LE agencies that have it approved. You know, as a as a patrol rifle optic, um, tons of guys using it. Like I said, CQB from you know at the range. However, you want to use it. Um, it's just a. It's just a solid red dot that I think anybody you know who has. A need for a dot site should definitely take a look at
4: it. The other thing is, it doesn't it come with uh, its own mounting system on that?
5: So it does, yeah. So it's got um, uh, comes with a, a cantilever mount, a single ring cantilever mount um, that gets the optic up to that optimal uh, AR, uh, excuse me, AR mounting height.
4: Which is nice because a lot of times you get an optic or you buy a scope, then you've got to go look around and you know. Find, pick through the shelves to find an optic uh, mount that's going to do it, but this is all in one, and it's about two hundred and forty bucks retail. How do you get so, that, yeah. in that?
5: I mean, yeah, and you, you know, probably you're probably going to find it even a little bit under that. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of optic for the money. Um, and I yeah, we never pay retail. Just taking a look at it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, that's one of the things that you guys bring out, but you have. Several new things for this year that's really exciting for the hunters and the long-range shooting enthusiasts. Um, your PST line, which has always been a great line. I've used it in the Vortex uh, Extreme competitions, but you've got your Generation 2 now for that particular scope
5: so yeah absolutely i'm really excited about that one debuted that at the shot show this year um They are shipping right now actually we've uh um, shipped uh you know quite a few of them and they'll continue to come in but um you know for those who may not be familiar with the original PST series um, you know very high quality um long range precision shooting you know tactical uh magnified optics line i'd say you know Historically, I, I think it's been kind of that, that bang for the buck, um, you know, designation where you're getting all the performance or you know, uh, the incredible performance, incredible features. They track super true, um, you know, at a price that isn't going to kill a person in their pocket, yeah, right?
4: You, you guys, you guys, Byline should be Vortex. You can pay more, but you can't get more
5: exactly i mean that's you know that's something we work pretty hard at you know um is, is trying to provide that high level performance but a lot of value for the customers so you know fast forward or to current 2017 we introduced the uh the gen 2 viper psts um and they are essentially uh, ele- an elevated version so you've got um uh you know exposed tactical tactical elevation turrets um, the illumination has actually been moved into the left side of the parallax. So it's super streamlined, easy to access from the shooting position. So
4: it's actually a second ring on the left-hand side where your parallax is. And to engage it, you pull it out, set it, and then push it back in so it doesn't get bumped on automatically. The other thing I liked about that is in between every power setting is the off mode. Mm -hmm. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to go all the way to zero, you know, up to 12 down to, you know, to to turn the thing off. It's just one click. You can turn it off at any time uh, very easily.
5: Exactly. It's always going to be one click, you know, and then if you know you may be in a certain scenario where you're likely to need to access a specific setting, you know, that setting is only one click away as well. So if you want to, you know, engage the illumination, boom, one click, and it's on where
4: you want it to be. And then it turns off after 12 hours of non-use, right? You know, I would have to uh,
5: not on the PSTs. No, no, oh, okay. Well, it should. Okay, moving on. So, <laughs> <laughs> good thoughts. Um, but yeah, so you know, like we talked about, you know, the five uh, X zoom range. Uh, caveat to that. Hey, go over that view- again.
4: Five X zoom range. Remember, so- you know, we talk scopes all the time, but what does that mean to somebody else? Most guys out there have started with a three to nine. Okay.
5: So yeah and so that would be um like a 3x zoom range right so you know um within the series uh in in a caveat to the 5x zoom there's actually a 1 to 6 so which um if a person is looking for an optic to top their AR where they want that 1X magnification for the quick target acquisition, the CQB type stuff, maybe they're doing uh, three-gun or, uh, you know, competition shooting of that nature, um, that 1 to 6 is going to be phenomenal because you get that uh, that low end of 1, you can essentially use it like, you may use a red dot, but if you need to engage a target, you know, at, at an extended range, you know, you can crank it up to, yeah, you, you know, shoot 300 all the way up yards. To six power.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. You have a hard time shooting 300 yards with a one-power red dot, but with a one-to-six scope, it's not that difficult.
5: Yep, yep. So that guy has a 6X zoom range, um, but, you know, phenomenal for those applications. And then when you get into the uh, the other optics within within that Gen 2 Viper PST series, um, there's a 2 to 10 a Three to fifteen, and a five to twenty-five. Very nice. So, um, so that's kind of where that five X zoom range comes in, kind of denoting, you know, uh, how the how I essentially, I guess, you know, the power settings, you know, escalate, you know, through uh, the zoom range. No,
4: no, somebody might be listening. Twenty-five power. I'm never going to hunt or shoot on twenty-five. Power. You know what? You don't know how nice that high optic is, high magnification is, until you shoot behind it. It is so much nicer to shoot 20, 22, 25 power, you know, laying prone or something like that. You have that option. You can screw it down to 12 power or 7 power or 5. I mean, my hunting rifles, I carry them between 4 and 6 power on a rifle until I need to zoom up for a longer shot. So you have that range, but to have it and need it and use it is absolutely awesome you you even have an uh, another brand not brand another name above the pst line which is your razor hd and you have a new offering with them right so we've got two minutes left let's talk about your lh offering there
5: so so yeah and this would be more on the hunting side of things so kind of i guess more of a, i guess from a, a a feature function aspect it's the razor hd lh line of rifle scopes so optically top tier rifle scopes uh, I think very it'd clean be glass, just,
4: just beautiful, clean glass. It's amazing. I mean,
5: yeah, you know, of course, you know, I always sit in my vortex chair. I say, but they, they're pretty phenomenal. Um, very functional reticles, cap tur- turrets, extremely lightweight. Um, you know, uh, the uh, the reticle that's available, or you know, one of them ideal for long range shooting. You know, so you you can shoot. Uh, you know, it's got I believe uh, twenty four MOA of uh, of uh, hash marks in the reticle so if you do get your dope and you know your trajectories for the cartridge um that you're shooting um you can you know shoot very accurately at long range off that reticle. So um, built for speed, built to be lightweight, uh, built to be, you know, I'd say on, you know, uh, an extremely great complement to like uh, um, a traditional hunting rifle or a lightweight uh, mountain rifle.
4: And what's nice about that is it's got the capped turrets. The other ones, the PSTs, HSTs, those are exposed turrets. And with a cap turret for hunting, maybe you have it in a backpack, but it's moving around. You know, it's nice that you're scope is not going to get knocked or dinged or your windage moved uh, accidentally just in carrying it so the cap turrets for the hunting rifle is really nice i want to thank my special guest here mark boardman from vortex optics VortexOptics.com. find out more about them online uh, they've been a great sponsor of the show we're going to give away a strike fire 2 ar scope find out more about that at the end of the show sorry guys but i do have to tease you on that mark thank you for your time thank you for your sponsorship
6: Nope,
5: always great
6: chatting yourself, and uh, thanks for having me on. All right, we'll talk to you soon. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport
1: Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed
6: to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951 823 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951 823
7: Pull!
0: the answer
2: this portion of the firing line is brought to you by bullseye sports in riverside and cutting-edge bullets for when you care enough to send the
6: very best all right you primitive screwheads, listen up see this this is my
4: boomstick hey folks welcome back to boomstick radio here and you know as a listener The Firing Line Radio Show. Every week our conversation is going to talk about the latest in firearms, hunting, gun rights, All the good stuff afforded to Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And you also know by now that our long-time, and I do mean long-time sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, has been our faithful companion. You hear me talk about the Firing Line Gun of the Month Challenge. This was created in response to anti-gun legislation in excremento. Well, Bullseye Sports is one of the establishments participating in that challenge. Each month, there's a special offer on a firearm, and the April Gun of the Month is a Smith & Wesson Shield, either 9mm or forty just for 409 now that in itself is a good price on a shield but there's a manufacturer's $75 mail-in rebate that gets your price down to about 334 bucks for a S.H.I.E.L.D. 9 or 40. Get on down to Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo. 951-823-0211. That's 951-823-0211. You can also find them on Instagram or on Facebook. They're always giving out specials and sales and updates on that, so make sure you want to follow them there. And that is Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Joining me on this show, I do have a couple of special guests. One of them is Matthew Jimenez. Folks, you've heard him before. He is uh, representing Silinx, Communications, um, and they are an absolute fantastic hearing protection device that I've been using for a little bit over a year now. And it's active hearing protection, um, small compact, you know, r- the, the one I use is the Claris Pro, small compact unit, absolutely been fantastic. I've hunted with them. I shoot at the range with them. It's been a lifesaver uh, when you have to deal with a guy next to you with a ported gun. So, Matthew, welcome to the show.
8: Hi, Philip. Thank
4: you for having me. Also, you have a gentleman on the phone here that you brought along with you, Cameron Hopkins. Now, Cameron, we're going to get into uh, your background and some of the things that you've done in just a minute, but we do want to say hi and feel free to pop in if you have anything to add.
3: All right, great to be here. Thank you for having me.
4: Okay, Matthew, tell us what's new with uh, Silinks.
3: Well, we continue
8: we continue to uh, down the down the path of. Convincing the the shooting public that they really need to invest in hearing protection. So we we continue to release new products and are on the show, uh, but we still focus on the in the ear, the in ear system. As you said, it's an active an active system, i.e., electronics. It allows you to have normal conversations and hear normal sounds, uh, but then keeps all the bad noise out. As as necessary, so you know we're really at this point now. Uh, you know the the products the products doing fantastic. So we really just want to continue to emphasize uh, your audience and and our customers and potential customers to really think about investing in hearing protection. I mean it's it's, it's, it's we we see every day and know every day that shooters are investing hundreds and thousands of dollars in, the, in their rifle and in their pistols and then uh, an equal amount in some cases in the optics and some of the other devices. But then when it comes to hearing protection, they go straight down to the bottom of the price list to a $19 over-the-ear mop or even worse, a 75-cent pair of foam plugs that they, they stick in the
4: ear so hey, really, You get two, really, but you get two plugs for 75 cents. So it's actually like a 38-cent <laughs> yeah. plug.
8: Uh, and they're nice colors. We, rec- we recognize they come in a lot more colors than reds. We're really just black and tan. And you look dashing with right.
4: a yellow piece right. of foam sticking out the side of your head. So it's a win-win yeah. all the way around.
8: Yeah, no, totally. So, you know, we, under- we understand that not everybody wants electronic hearing protection. Uh, and we don't We do need, because uh, we don't think that's a... a, a Suitable option. We practice what we preach, so we don't we don't have any passive hearing protection. But yeah, I think it's it's something to think about. It's a it's a serious problem, and <clears throat> um, and if if they don't think that they're hurting their hearing because they are using the phone tips or the earmuffs, <clears throat> a lot of them are mistaken. Because really, if you and we've we've watched and we've done some analysis that on any given day shooting. Uh, they put the foam tips in just while they're on the line. And then when they're off the line, they pull them out so they can talk or head to the pro shop or whatever. And it, every time they pull those things out, um, there's potential um, potential hearing, uh, permanent hearing loss. Well, here's
4: or, here's here's something else that I think is was the seller for me. Number one, they work. Okay, so it does. It cuts out that nasty noise. But the fact is that when you're shooting, you have to wear eye protection. Uh, many, you know, if you're bringing your wife out, she has long hair. Um, you know, if you've got hair issues um, or wearing glasses, and you have an over-the-head muff, you're not going to have a perfect seal. In a perfect laboratory condition, when that muff is stuck on glass, yes, it will have X number of decibel ratings. But if you've got your glasses arms going through there. It's not going to have that. You're going to have pass-through. And if you don't believe me, if you've ever laid down on your rifle and you're ready to shoot and you just turn your head one direction and it kind of causes a gap between your glasses and the hearing protection and the guy next to you with this monster fat boy brake on an AR-15, because um, <laughs> you need those, uh, fires off. It is the most excruciating. It goes right through as if you didn't have a hearing protection on at all. The other thing is, w- we're in the Inland Empire. It gets hot here yep yeah. and the big giant muffs on the side of your head come june through uh, november forget it i mean you're you're just a wreck of sweat and um I really enjoyed having that for active partic- active protection and not having that thing on and I never get those random hot shots because my over the ear muffs are off just a little bit and I, I imagine ladies with hair I've seen it when I've done my training classes it's always a problem for them to get good hearing protection.
8: Yeah, I know to- totally. And and the reason for, it, for that is that it, it, the the muffs weren't designed for shooting. You know, they were designed for guys using jackhammers and chainsaws and just needed something to to cover their ears <laughs> they were just adapted you know by somebody decades ago and said, well let's go ahead and use these for shooting but in terms of the shooting application they weren't designed for that and that's evident by exactly what what you're saying I mean it'd be a little like a, a Cameron and I share a legacy through surefire where in the early days of the war the um, guys were actually using radiator clamps, hose clamps, to clamp a flashlight onto the fore end of their rifle. And <clears throat> then, you know, Surefire came along and said, stop that. Here's one that's designed just for that purpose. So it, it's really sub optimizing. It seems to be, uh, okay because they're so prevalent in the market. But, you know, as a manufacturer, I'll, they may cope on this next statement, but just because the manufacturer puts a package around it and says, "Here's your shooting earmuffs," um, keep in mind that those weren't made for—they weren't designed for the the application.
4: Okay, and if you want to have any proof about the need for quality hearing protection, I invite you to walk into any coffee shop at the gun range and look at the table of the older gentleman sitting there. They're either sitting in silence or they're yelling at each other because they're all deaf. If you're around shooting a lot and if you don't take care of it, you will damage your ears. Um, you know, if, if I can I,
3: jump in here, yes, one of the greatest examples of hearing loss and the need for hearing protection was in that wonderful movie, Black Hawk Down. If you remember, the two guys get separated from the squad and right. they're trying to fight their way back. And the one guy has a, a squad automatic weapon, a machine gun, and he cuts loose with a burst right next to, I think the character's name was Crumbly. Yep. And he turns around and looks at him and with a lot of expletive-filled uh, expression says, stop shooting that machine gun next to my ear. I can't hear anything. <laughs>
4: hey, and this you know, is his hearing over plays it.
3: out throughout the whole movie. Towards the end of it, the guy is totally stone deaf.
4: Right. And and those those braked guns... You know, they're great to shoot, but they do raise the decibel level to an ungodly pitch. And one shot can cause hearing protection or hearing damage. So it's it's important. And and the Silinks, uh you know, you have some new models, don't you, uh, last minute here, Matthew?
8: Yeah, uh, we do. We do. So we've got a, you know, we're, for electronic hearing protection, we've got the Clares the Pro. It's been around for a while. That, that actually has a... A cell phone connection to it, so you can actually use it to listen to tunes and talk on the phone at the same time. <clears throat> then we simplify that with a couple other options. The lower price point uh, that, that don't have that option—they're hearing protection only. So um, really, just just offer, just continue to broaden the product line.
4: And it's silinxcom.com, right?
8: Silinx, S-I-L-Y-N-X. D-O-M, that's
4: Very good. And we're going to have a couple of those newer models that you have to give away soon, so we'll let you know more about that. But silingscom.com. I use them all the time. I am very, very glad to have them. Matthew, thank you for joining me on that. We're going to come back here with Cameron Hopkins and Matthew, he's not going away, uh, talking about his newest venture in the world of firearms. So, folks, Firing Line Radio Show, we'll be right back
1: after this.
2: The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, by Evolution Sports in redlands and CCW Safe.
1: Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them!
4: Hello folks, Mulan Labe Saturday, Philip Naman Firing Line radio show, as you heard me tease at the beginning. At the very, very beginning of this, we're going to have some, uh, a lot of giveaways, a lot of discounts and so forth. And Maglite is one of the companies that just came on with their tactical lights. If you don't have a good tactical light, take a look at it, especially, especially the rechargeable one. Anyway, uh, if you go on their website, maglite.com, discount code... Firing line radio show FLRS590 gets you a 20% discount. So you want to make sure that you check that out. I will talk more about it or show more about it on my Facebook page. But 20% discount, FLRS590. Um, as far as Maglight's concerned, I like their, their nice, small, tactical lights. Light is a great weapon. So I want to make sure we bring that up. Also coming back on the show, we have Matthew Jimenez. Matthew Jimenez from Silinx Communication, Silinxcom.com. Great in the ear. Um, in the ear, active hearing defense. I mean, that's just the best way to put that. And, and right as we got off the air, went to commercial camera, made a great point that if you're taking shooting classes or giving shooting classes, this is really the kind of a system you want. You can hear people talking. Uh, if you're in competition, you can hear the buzzer go off. Um, it, it's going to avoid a lot of miscommunications which is something we never want to have when we're dealing with firearms so uh, then we have Cameron Hopkins who's joining us and I teased a little bit about our last session who Cameron Hopkins is but he's been in the firearm industry for a few decades now and he started off in 1984 with American handgunner out of San Diego Cameron tell us about that
3: well that was a great time to be in publishing Um, it was before the Internet Al Gore had not come along. To <laughs>
4: Peterson was making money back then.
3: <laughs> Peterson was making money. All the print was king. So um, I served as editor of American Handgunner from 1984 to 2001, a 17-year run, um, along with Guns Magazine and Shooting Industry. And it was a fascinating time. I would say probably the single most interesting aspect of it was I witnessed and presided over the wholesale transformation of America's police departments from the revolver to the semi automatic pistol. That's right. And all that entailed with the introduction of the Glock in 1985, and uh, actually was there when the L frame revolver was introduced by Smith and Wesson.
4: Right, which is about uh, the same time. And I remember at that point, uh, LA, L.A. Sheriff's Department was 357 revolvers.
3: Yes, exactly. And um, it's interesting you mentioned the L.A. Sheriff's Department, because that segues into my next career move, um, which was to found Supervell ammunition, or rather to resurrect it. I certainly didn't found it. But the L.A. County Sheriff was the first police agency in America to adopt what was, at that time, radical new technology, the jacketed hollow point bullet.
4: Okay, now, so let's go back Backwards a little bit. Um, ta- speaking about firearms used in the police departments, I mean, they had 38s for a long time. 158 grain, semi wad cutter, round nose, lead 38s is what they used often. Isn't that correct? Back in the. Correct.
3: Yes. And if you were to sit down and draw up a list of specifications for the worst possible man stopping <laughs> type of bullet, You'd pretty much come up with a 158-grain lead round nose trundling along about 900 feet per second. So it it, um, does very little damage to the miscreant who um, deserves to be shot.
4: And you only have six rounds.
3: You only have six rounds. It goes zipping right through him and ricochets all over the neighborhood. So they didn't stop within the target. Over-penetration was a huge issue. And, of course, the lack of stopping power because... Well, again, the bullet exited and with it went all the muzzle energy that is used in a jacketed hollow point to expand the bullet, create a much larger wound channel and stay within the target.
4: Now, it's interesting. I want to stay on the 38 special a little bit here for some history. But it's interesting that that cartridge lasted as long as it did in law enforcement circles. Um, the the forty five ACP, wasn't that kind of developed um, to give us a boost, excuse me, a boost in performance over another round very similar to the 38 Special back in the early 1900s?
3: Well, you're correct, yes. The 45 ACP automatic Colt pistol was designed by John Browning for his iconic model of 1911, which replaced his model 1905, which was chambered in thirty-eight rimless. So it was a thirty eight caliber semi-automatic pistol but it was woefully lacking in stopping power, as we found out during the Spanish-American War and the Philippines.
4: Right, so, so that, that's where uh, I wanted to go with this.
3: The was, was, was a direct result of those failures of the 38 to deliver stopping power to the enemy.
4: So tell him some of the stories about the Philippines and the, the lack of stopping power on this.
3: Well, a lot, a lot of it is um, anecdotal.
4: Yeah, those are the best ones.
3: The Moro warriors were... Uh, a fierce band of, of fighters, and today we would call them terrorists. And they were wreaking havoc in the Philippines, and we sent General Black Jack Pershing to pull the mess. And he found in combat that the Moros would get themselves all amped up on a variety of hallucinogenic uh, plants, herbs, mushrooms, whatnot. They'd be hiring the kite.
4: Like the Democratic Party. Would...
3: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Good old Bernie was around. And so they would tie off. They would take strips of cloth and tie basically tourniquets around their upper arm and around upper legs, and then go charging, bonsai-like, into battle, waving knives and swords. And when our troops uh, got them, nothing happened. So they just kept coming, and that's where the, the, that's the impetus that gave rise to a call from the military for a 45 caliber. Pistol cartridge, which harkens back to the 45 Long Colt, and they had used the 45 Long Colt in the single action revolvers successfully. Yes. So they knew the 45 was a good man stopper, and that's what led to the 45 ACP.
4: It needs to leave a hole you can see. That's just, I think, what the, uh, the bottom line on that is. Okay, so here's we got a little bit of history in there. I wanted to touch on that with you from your American Handgunner days. I know you've got probably some great stories on that. But uh, we still were dealing with either FMJs or solid lead bullets. So tell me about Supervel and their their invention. Well,
3: 1963,
4: a visionary. That was a great year. It
3: was a great year. Well, wow. was, was that the year you were born?
4: Oh, <laughs> imagine that. There you go. 300 oh, well, Win Mag, 300 Win Mag jacketed hollow point, and me. It's trifecta.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. There you go. Well, Lee Juris was a visionary, and in 1963, he had been experimenting with 35 caliber rifle bullets and cutting the tops off of them and very precisely drilling a hole in them to create what we would now call a hollow point. So the idea being when the hollow point strikes a uh, a water-filled medium, like a deer or a person, It would expand the hollow point into what we now they they termed it mushrooming because of the distinctive shape of the projectile once it was recovered and this first of all stopped over penetration so by expanding it became like the parachute on a drag racer it slows it down now and prevents the over penetration and at the same time it creates a larger frontal area so it cuts a larger wound channel and bleed
4: out quicker so this is defensive ammunition and it was designed for that purpose it was designed to uh protect people as quickly as possible how do we say it like that but one of the things that happens is when a bullet enters a liquid filled medium um hydrostatic shock is really what incapacitates immediately may not kill something immediately but it incapacitates it immediately and so when a hollow point goes into that um Traditionally, a round nose or a bullet that doesn't expand kind of just pierces through like a field tip on an archery arrow. It just kind of pushes through with medium, minimal, I should say, trauma along the path of the projectile. But if you are able to expand the front of that and push, since liquid doesn't compress, to use the liquid against itself and create a, a burgeoning, if you will, uh, Trauma area. Isn't that really what they found out when they started using these? Well,
3: that's exactly right. And the key to it, as well as the hollow point design, was high velocity. And right. It's the name Supervel for velocity. So Lee Juris used light for caliber bullets. So while the 158 grain was standard for a 38, 357, Lee used a 110. And while a 124 grain was standard for 9 millimeter, Lee used a 90 grain. So he was able to drive these bullets at high velocity, which in turn creates even more hydrostatic shock and more foot-pounds of energy. You know, The ammunition an- revolutionized the police world and led directly to the introduction of what's a, a very confusing topic for most people now, plus-C ammunition, high-pressure
4: ammunition. Plus, 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 plus P, 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 plus, and an F. How's that?
3: Exactly. That's, oh, yes, when, um, we're going sure to wrap it
4: up here. I'm bringing you right back. I want to talk more about this, about the hollow points, how they were invented, and SuperVel. When we come right back with Cameron Hopkins after this.
6: If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. Visit ccwsafe.com today.
0: AM590, the answer.
2: This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics.
0: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?
4: Hello, folks. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. FiringLineRadio.com. I think we've got a ton of stuff we're giving away here. So if you are not involved in this yet, shame on you. You're going to miss out on a Vortex Strike Fire 2, the HexMag love and care packages we're doing, McMillan stocks, MagLite, MagLite discount code FLRS590 for 20% off anything they've got there, straight online, and Silenx.com. And with me on the air... Uh, bringing back is cameron hopkins cameron hopkins owns super vel ammunition and their website super vel v-e-l for velocity super Uh you need to get on there now because right now you can buy the ammo online <laughs> this may change soon if we don't have some things uh, cleared up out of sacramento but uh cameron welcome back to the show
3: Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here.
4: Now, you talked about how uh, hollow points were basically invented in 1963. They started messing around with them. But the velocity thing was something that they found with a higher velocity, the better hydrostatic shock and expansion and incapacitation of the target occurred. And so you still, even in your modern loadings, are working off the velocity principle, correct?
3: Oh, absolutely. We're still using all of Lee Juris' original, um, basically you could say his paradigm, of using the lightweight bullets, hollow point design at high velocity. However, what's changed in the intervening years since 63, there's a lot better jacketed hollow point technology. We can now use tapered jackets where they're thicker at the base and thinner at the mouth. We have skiving cuts in the jacket, which facilitate expansion. And we're able to use 99.99% pure soft lead inside. The shapes of the cavities have improved, and also the propellants. There are far more propellants available today. So we're able to get actually better velocities than the original Supervel with improved hollow point design. Um, One of the things I'm really proud of is a load specifically for snub-nosed revolvers. So the wonderful Smith & Wesson A-frame. Now, it's very difficult to get good velocity out of a 2-inch barrel. All the 38 special loads that are made are designed for 4- to 6-inch barrels. Well, we found a proprietary propellant that burns extremely quickly with very little muzzle flash. And we're able to drive a 90-grain jacketed hollow point out of an inch and 7-8 Smith & Wesson J frame at 1,300 feet per second.
4: I need to stop you right there. I don't think the average person who's driving along looking at the science actually heard what you just said. Uh, it kind of hit me by surprise because mm-hmm. that's a very, very impressive number. The...
3: That's hugely impressive. To give you some comparison... Yep. Federal Hydroshock is lucky to do 900 feet a second.
4: And the reason that I wanted to bring that up is a lot of those larger companies are lawyered up so heavily that they're dumbing. It's almost like modern education. They're dumbing down the students. They're reducing the velocity that's available to you in loaded ammunition. If you look at a 1963, like a Spear Number 10 reloading manual... And then you go grab anybody's off the shelf from 2017. And as you said, we have better propellants, better bullets, better manufacturing techniques now. A 300 Winchester Magnum, they're going to show uh, a load that's 300 feet a second slower today versus what they shot 50 years ago because lawyers.
3: (laughs) Well, you're exactly right. The ammunition companies are... Members of an organization called SAMI, the Sporting Arms and Ammunition Manufacturers Institute. And SAMI is a voluntary organization. <sighs> it was chartered by the U.S. government to establish standards, standards right. and technical specifications for ammunition and firearms. But their specifications are extremely conservative because they have to take into account. In 38 Special, for example, top brake revolvers that go back to the turn of the century.
4: Exactly. So Same thing in 45. They're a little
3: bit hamstrung. Yeah, yet. and I'm not saying we've ignored those. Our loads are within SAMI specifications for plus P, but they're just the very, very, very highest limit of those lo- those uh, recommended pressures.
4: So here's the difference: in it. it comes into foot pounds. It comes into performance on the on the other end here. A 900 foot a second bullet versus a 1300 foot a second, big deal. It's 400 feet a second. No, it, when it talks about foot pounds of energy, it's an exponential curve, and and when that bullet is delivering the energy into a soft target, um, the difference of 200 feet a second is substantial in the hydrostatic shock world. So if you oh have, my gosh yes yeah. exactly. If you have a two inch uh, this is really impressive to me. If you have a no, sorry guys, two inches isn't impressive to me. But if you had a, a Smith and Wesson J frame and you're shooting a, a a 38 Special at 1,300 feet a second, that's almost as much as some people's loaded 357 Magnum ammunition.
3: You're correct. That's exactly right. We're basically getting 357 Maggie ballistics out of a 38 Special and an inch and seven eighths barrel. So I'm hopeful that everybody who slips a J-frame in their pocket, just as they take their American Express card with them everywhere, will be loading Super Bells super snub.
4: So we no longer have to load 148-grain uh, hollow points
3: backwards. Did backwards, yeah.
4: <laughs> Wad cutters backwards. Uh, this, is, this, is a, this is really interesting because I've never seen that kind of velocity out of a, a small um, pistol period. You know, really, 1,300 feet a second, you're going to have a hard time getting it out of a 6-inch um, 38 Special Revolver. So that's hats off to you. You've done a great thing there. What else? What other uh, What other topics can I tease people with here?
3: Well, here's a really interesting one. So Supervel was known for inventing the jacketed hollow point and their high-velocity ammunition, but they also made an intentional low-velocity ammunition. In 1967, the Navy SEALs fielded a pistol that came to be called the Hush Puppy. It was a Smith & Wesson Model 39 fitted with a white-style suppressor. And it was used by the Navy SEALs on their covert missions uh, to free POWs and raids on Viet Cong uh, bases. Superville loaded the ammunition for it. It's a subsonic round. What made the pistol so interesting was there's basically three sounds that come from a gun when you fire it. The first is the report of the bullet. We take care of that with a silencer. The second is the sound of the slide moving back and forth. The Hush Puppy Pistol addressed that by having a slide locking device. It would be the slide lock. You push down on it, and in a seesaw effect, it raised a uh, steel bar that it... Corresponded to a notch in the slide and kept the slide from moving, so it turned it into a single shot pistol. The third sound signature is the sound of the bullet breaking the sound barrier and making that distinctive sharp crack sound. Well, by loading subsonic ammunition, you eliminate the crack. Yep. Well, the Hush Puppy was uh, truly a silent nine millimeter pistol, and we are now loading Hush Puppy ammunition and not too much longer. We're going to be introducing a Generation 2 Hush Puppy pistol from Smith & Wesson.
4: California roster approved, I'm quite sure.
3: <laughs> I don't think you guys can even have threaded barrel. No, we can't. They even let you have a ball-peen hammer.
4: <laughs> hey, don't, ge- don't go giving them ideas now. They're bad enough the way they are. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing here in California what you cannot have the rest of the world. I thought, you know, the 14th Amendment was we're equal equal rights among the different states but hm what do we know anyway um that's pretty interesting and if you were in free america not stuck here in the people's republic of occupied california uh that's something you can have and it's also you know we just talked with with matthew jimenez from silenks about hearing protection um it's becoming huge across the nation. Not here, because, again, we are, we have a sexually retarded ammunition state, uh, according to Freud. He said anybody with fear of weapons was sexually retarded. Obviously, our state legislature is sexually retarded. Um, don't, you don't like that? Take it up with Freud. Leave me out of it. But um, it is fun to say. So we are so backwards from the rest of the state where they are going for a, a national-wide hearing bill, which would limit... Uh, the expenses for people who want to have suppressors. Now suppressors are different from silencers. Um, it's just a way to knock the noise down, but it's, it's huge out there. The rest of the country can do these things. We're stuck here in the people's Republic of occupied California. So let's wrap this up here. Uh, super I've got Cameron Hopkins. He was the editor of handgun American handgunner magazine. he has got some great stories. I really want to thank you very much for your time. Um, get some ammunition out there to people if they want your ammunition they can pick it up right now at supervell ammunition.com. SuperVel ammunition.com last 10 seconds cameron
3: yes but most importantly ask your local gun shop to carry SuperVel.
4: that's right vince torres bullseye sports you need to carry SuperVel. thanks folks have a great weekend we'll see you next week when you have to shoot shoot don't talk
2: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, and Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics.